talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, also on our partner stations worldwide. And I'm very pleased to welcome to the very first time to the show, the Abrams. And I've got to say, they've got some absolutely cracking music. But before we meet them, let's uh, hear this first track. And this track is called Fine. When I'm going kind of crazy. And that was fine by the Abrams. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, good, Hello. Gordon. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, so you're James and John, so together the, the Abrams brothers, and you've been making music for quite a while now. Actually, I, I'm looking at you, thinking you look quite young for actually the period of time you've been <laughs> making music for. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your story, both in music but also your faith story as well, if you're happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we when we got started very young. Um, we were in a family band, the Abrams family, when we were really little kids. Uh, we were nine and eleven years old when James and I started touring on the road, uh, playing mostly at that time bluegrass and gospel music, and that was really the the beginning of our family band our family band in the 70s with our grandparents generation uh we're, we're actually the fourth generation in our family out on the road touring and playing music so if you go back a couple where's your family from we're from the kingston ontario canada area so we're we're just we're in that we're you know about two and a half hours from toronto and so you know growing up playing with our family um, uh, our great grandparents, our grandparents, our dad and grandparents and our mom sort of helping out. And then James and I, like we, uh, we have this long history of gospel music in the family, gospel and old country. And, uh, our family got really into bluegrass and that kind of end of country music when we were quite young. And, um, so James and I started as sort of this sideshow on our family band, uh, gig where we'd get up for two songs and it was this sort of novelty thing where the, where the two young little boys would get up and sing a couple songs together. And quickly that sort of grew into the, the entire show over time. And we, you know, were past the torch and, and took it sort of into a career for ourselves. And that's really how we got started. Wow. Okay. So, and yeah, so you obviously a multi-generational band in some respects with it going down, down your family. Uh, and are all your family Christians? Has it been something that's been part of your heritage? Yeah. yeah so absolutely. we grew up um, and, and the first songs that we sang were in church and we learned how to sing harmonies in church. And, and, um, and so it really was something that um, we were exposed to um, when, you know, growing up, but also as we got older, you know, that becomes um, continuing in, in that walk is uh, something that you have to make a decision for yourself about. And so um, that absolutely happened for both John and I, I don't want to yes. speak for him, but yes, um, as we grew up and, um, you know, got exposed to um, high school and uh, post post-secondary education, I mean, there's lots of um, different ideas about life that you learn in those scenarios that, um, for John and I, or for, for me, I'll speak for myself, um, made me connect with my roots, um, and, and turn to those, those roots and my, my Christian faith, uh, when, you know, there's lots of different, uh, ways that people 
try to describe living your life. Um, mm. And uh, for me, uh, you know, it, it really became clear that those principles that I learned at an early age were the, the rock uh, on which um, any, any sort of um, positive, uh, you know, interactions with other human beings and uplifting moments, that all came from that rock of, of my exactly. faith. Um, and John can kind of speak yeah. to that. Well, that I think so well said, James. And that's really how we uh, have founded and continued to, to found our career on our, our faith. And, and, you know, even if we, we play predominantly country music now, I mean, we, you know, put out songs on the radio, you know, here in North America, you know, streaming worldwide and even some radio stuff overseas. And um, we've toured now uh, for over 20 years, uh, all over North America, Europe, uh, Israel, uh, about six times back to yeah. the UK. And um, one of the beautiful things about uh, country music that we have found is that no matter if you're singing gospel country or secular country, there's this common thread of community throughout country music. And, and no matter where you go in the world, um, you know, country music was born out of people on, say, Sunday afternoons, just like we did with our family all throughout, you know, the southern U.S., um, who couldn't afford to have a piano in the house. And certainly this was before record players were even around. Um, they had banjos and fiddles and guitars and they would get together and they'd sing old uh, gospel music and, and, uh, and music from the mountains together. And that was how country music was effectively born in many ways. And so that's a big part of the root of James and I with our family singing and playing gospel. That's why it translates to continue to be our foundation every time we go out and sing songs on stage and our, our friends and fans at big church day out know this about us, um, that, um, that faith is in our writing and our songwriting. It's also just in the themes that we bring to the show of community and congregation and connectedness, uh, in all of the songs and all of our moments that we have on stage with the crowd. Um, and those are completely connected in many ways to the theme of country music and what country music means to people that we've found all over the world, no matter whether you're from the Southern U S or you're from the sea of Galilee in, uh, in Israel, or if you're from Southern England uh, at big church day out, you know, like these themes of congregation and community are universal. And I, I think that's one thing that James and I have always found in country music that has drawn us to yeah. our faith even closer. And John, speaking of Israel, I think that that is a great example of one of those moments where, um, you know, you're sort of, reconnected with with your faith we went over and played and we ended up do, uh, playing this festival that was on the sea of galilee for um was it six or seven times yeah something like that yeah and times, um yeah. the first time we went to play it was in our teen teens and um to be able to play music on the sea of galilee in front of a mix of of all sorts of types of people coming and connecting over music and at the same time obviously uh, being very aware of, of all these very incredible miracles that happened in, in mm -hmm. that region. Um, it, that as a teenager really impacts, you, you know, so this, um, moments like that throughout our career and music, music in a lot of ways has helped us uh, immensely with our, with our faith. And, um, just because of amazing experiences that we've able to have been able to have like that. Oh, they, they are definitely out of the ordinary sort of experience. Yeah. You, you yeah. talked about community in that, but can I just ask, 
as brothers, uh, sometimes uh, when I know people who've got brothers and are brothers and things like that, it's not always the easiest of relationships. And yet, looking at the two of you, you look like you're probably great friends as well. Is it, is it is it something that being brothers has just made it easy doing this together as a band, or does it make things more complicated sometimes? You know, I actually, I mean, I'd speaking for myself, I would say easy, and 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 I think it's because of one specific thing uh, for us. Um, we de- we grew up together doing this from a really young age like we we have very if you think about it relatively speaking we have very few memories before we were working together playing music on stage for a common goal and i think you know james and i are different people we have our moments but what we don't what we didn't do was we didn't grow as individual people and then try to form a band we formed a band before we even figured out who we were as people and grew up together in that with a common goal and common um, sort of vision in mind um, all the way. And I, and I honestly, I think it's because we got started so young that we grew so close in, in our creative um, partnership together. And, and that's a really special thing that we certainly cherish is that amount of time that we've had to explore our musical roots and then figure out what we wanted to do with those roots in our adult life. And, you know, we've really found a home in country music because country music is so diverse in so many ways that it accommodates so much of the, the story that we have of, of being four generation musicians playing this, this kind of roots based country music. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we're brothers. So we have our, we have our times. James and I both drive our own tour bus when we're out on the road, we have a bus and one of us will drive the other guy will sit up front. But most of the time, what we're doing is just like power laughing up front, driving the bus and uh, telling stories and recounting moments that we have actually, I think one specific thing is we have had so many moments together out, out in the road that, you know, you, you could just, we, we could just sit here for days and tell stories, which we do like on our podcast, on our YouTube channel, we go through all these sort of stories where we'll just get power laughing about the, the stuff, the crazy stuff we've encountered <laughs> over the years. And it's just, it's just, it's just simply because we've had that shared experience. I think that it's like the glue between us. And I choose to, choose to um, think of it in an optimistic way. I mean, those those things that we have as brothers that keep us honest and 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 are con- I look at them as constructive. And I mm-hmm. and in fact, we did we named one of our early albums "Iron Sharpens Iron." And I I kind of um, I think I. And, and it was most likely, I can't remember exactly, you know, through, through our parents where, you know, well, where we learned that obviously through scripture as well, but, but um, I, I choose to, to think of, of us being brothers and, and having those sorts of moments as, as being constructive. Totally. So yeah, we yeah. hone each other, I think. Yeah. Is a, and it really, it pushed us to get better at our, at whatever we are doing in life, you know, whether yeah. it's our instruments, whether it's um, performing on stage, whether it's whatever in our lives, I look at it as a positive thing. Those brotherly moments, I think are a good thing. It pushes you to, to try to be better. I think totally. Yeah, for sure. Now, I think that I'll probably get people complaining if I don't ask the next question, because you said that there were many funny experiences that you had together on the road. And I know that our listeners would probably like to hear one or two of those stories. Sure. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, we, uh, you encounter all kinds of different people out on the road that make you laugh. Like, and you know, that, that you just go, man, like these cast of characters that you encounter on the road, you know, well, the bus, but, the bus breakdown in Wyoming is, it's, it's the, funny. The now. bus is its own it's, character on its yeah. own. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know? could, you could briefly tell about 
breaking down in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, I mean, there's two two brief sto- stories. I will try and keep them brief because otherwise we could see. He can night. talk forever. I'll tell I know, you. I know, I know. But uh, but you know, so we were we were coming home from uh, a tour and, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes uh, you know, certain folks who work with you, they want to get home sooner than others. And, and that was sort of the case here. And um, so we were, we were coming back and we had a driver at the time who uh, lovely guy, but very, uh, very, you know, trying to get home <laughs> a little, maybe sure. taking the shortcut kind of thing. And, uh, and anyway, um, the bus was having some trouble at the time. It was an old engine. And when I say old, I mean like over a million miles on that engine. Well, and we went through a, um, a, a part of Wyoming that is, I mean, Wyoming is the least populated state in America. And this was the least populated part of the least populated state in America and went up a mountain on a switchback road right to the top. And uh, this was in the middle of the night. And when we got up to the very peak of the mountain, the bus quit Ooh. and it broke down in such a way that you could not fix it on the side of the highway. So to make a long story short, we were at the top of the mountain for 18 straight hours with limited food and water and no cell service, except for if you walked to the peak of the mountain, there was a fence post up at the peak and you could stick your cell phone on the top of the fence post with it on speaker. Oh, I know you couldn't make a call. You could only send one text Text, at a time. (laughs) Wow. Off this post. And I had to hitchhike about 15 miles down into quote unquote town, which was 86 people in the population of this sort of like little corner. And I uh, hung out in a, uh, in a lady's house uh, uh, who I didn't know uh, all day trying to use her phone to, to get towed off the mountain. So that was one. The other one was a story uh, that we talked about on our, um, our, our journey uh, in the state, another tour in the States talked about this on our podcast uh, where in the bus, sometimes uh, you go into a parking lot that has a, a big I-beam where oh, yeah. it, it'll say, you know, you can't be taller than a certain height, uh, like a truck to come into this parking lot. So we got into this Walmart parking lot underneath the first I-beam looking at the, the height measurement going, oh, yeah, we're good. But unfortunately, somebody uh, had set the I-beam going out of the parking lot a little bit no. lower than the I-beam going in. Even though it read as the same That's height. right. Yeah. Somebody didn't measure it correctly. So sure enough, we drive under this I-beam, uh, big, huge, steel, heavy I-beam out of the Walmart parking lot. And, uh, and it crushes the um, satellite dish uh, dome on top of our tour bus. So... I had, you know, we all kind of drew straws and I, of course, drew the short straw and I had to climb up on top of the tour bus while our driver drove slowly and I had to lift. Don this, lifted, power lifted. Yeah, the, uh, dead lift is insane. 200 pound steel I-beam uh, while he drove the bus forward and I slowly walked backwards on top of the bus, like a James Bond movie, you know, they're walking <laughs> on the train. Yeah, it was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, we got the I-beam over the edge of the bus, but that's just a little kind of yeah. taste of like and all the crazy yeah. encounters. We've, have on we've, le- <laughs> we've left band members at, um, at uh, rest stops and it's been, there's t- millions of things. Yeah. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff, but usually the bus is the best character. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is amazing about the beams. So uh, when, when was that year wise? 
Oh, like 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, probably. 2013. Oh, before, before everyone had mobiles to film it, because otherwise that would definitely be on the internet somewhere. Oh, oh no, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. It was yeah. in the early days of the iPhone. Yeah, that, that, that would have gone viral. So that's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and um, what's been the place that you've most enjoyed playing and why? Oh, uh, well, I mean, we there's two. And we are, well, we've often said this uh, at each of those locations. We talked about Israel already. Uh, but big church day out. And I'm not just saying that because we're interviewing with you. (laughs) We've said that to the big church day out crowd before. Um, There is something absolutely remarkable and special about the audience that goes to see uh, the shows at big church day out. Uh, It's a, it's a diverse group of people from all kinds of backgrounds, faith or not, uh, who come to this incredible hangout, um, where people just feel supported. I think that's one of the best things about Big Church Day Out is that you see people in the crowd, uh, whether you have gone to church all your life or you're just coming to Big Church and hearing about this, this uh, faith thing and hearing about these, these Christian bands and saying, I want to hear, you know, hear a little bit more. Every time we look out to the crowd when they're all singing in unison with us um, and with their hands up in the air and there is a, there is a sense of congregation, there is such a sense of belonging that happens with everybody there. And that's the same thing we hear time after time after time, whenever we go out to the album table, which we always do after to meet and greet with people, they say, there's no show like this where we feel like we belong and feel accepted and loved and embraced uh, anywhere else in the world. And, and that is something that we have found very, isn't that right, James? Something very well, special. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's kind of, um, you know, the type of music that we bring to the table, we're, we're quite aware that it's, it's a unique, it's a unique thing that we're kind of bringing to the festival um, because we come from, you know, a different kind of background and music and, and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. And so I think that in particular um, is an ex- example of what John's saying about how there's, there's really an overwhelming acceptance there at, at uh, big church day out because I feel like in a lot of ways, we didn't really expect that, um, you know, when we first played this festival, how how our style of gospel, you know, bluegrass country music would be accepted. And, um, you know, it was just the, the, the love and support to, to be different in our own way. Um, it really was, it has been shocking, to, you know, yeah, really, it's yeah. been really amazing. And, um, and I think just speaks to what you're saying. Well, I mean, cause we, we, if we talk about, we don't, um, really play very much in the Christian rock circles or the, you know, the Christian pop circles. And, you know, a lot of the songs that you'll hear us play at big church day out aren't gospel songs. They're just songs we've written that have obviously a lot of faith inspiration behind them, but they're not necessarily about love or they're about, you know, about relationships or whatever. Um, but I think that's the thing that we do is at the festival, as James is saying, we kind of have the, the crossover after party stage where, uh, you know, we kind of, we kind of have a mixed bag of stuff that we'll play. And, and, um, I think it's a really special testament to that festival. I think in that they have opened their doors to anybody and everybody come as you are. And, Mm -hmm. and that spirit exists very strongly and uh every time we leave we feel full and completely engaged in ways that we you know don't always get i mean we love our audiences everywhere in the world but that that is a very special thing that happens at that festival yeah i've got to say 
I've not been there as many times as you. I found out. How many times have you guys been there? Oh, I think it's been like six times or something. Like we're like yeah, again, we I'm, started this like almost ten years ago. We started playing at this festival. We watched it grow into what it is now. I think there's like forty thousand people there now. When we started, it was maybe fifteen. It was still, I mean, it was big, but it wasn't massive. I mean, it's really become you know, such a big crowd for a reason. It's a, it's wonderfully popular for a good reason. Yeah. But for any, for any uh, listeners that are maybe on the fence about going, um, let me tell you, they, this festival is, you know, one of, as, as we're saying, like the, the most special festivals that we've ever seen in our lives around the world. And, oh, yeah. you know, after a couple of years of, you know, difficult times for everybody, you know, to, to give some support to um, this event, I think is like, it's very, very critical that, that everybody um, supports in the way that they can in, in these next couple of years for, for live music in general. But this festival is an incredibly special event. And um, I think it's really worthwhile to support special events like this, mm-hmm. like really special festivals. Yeah. 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 I, I think this year is going to be a doubly special year for anyone who's listening right now at home thinking, well, when is this and where is it? So it's in Western Estate, which in, is in West Sussex in the UK. People do travel from around the world. Obviously, you guys come from Canada, but even people who are just coming as punters come from different parts of Europe. And it's on the 3rd and 4th of June. Give me a second, guys. I've got something going boop, and I've got no idea what is going on. Oh, don't know what that is, <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's coming out of this big church day out thing that I just popped up. Let me just mute that. Just your studio's in reverse. It's backing up. Yeah. So okay. So um, <laughs> deeper. Nice. I'm gonna, I'll mute that there. So it's gone. Great. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry, you're gonna say. Well, no, I was just gonna say, and you mentioned it's on Wiston Estate. Like, if you just want to feel like, oh you're, my goodness, you, you, if you want to just feel like you're in Downton Abbey, walking around at a festival, I mean, that's you know, like the closest thing you'll get to that. I mean, us from we're you know from Canada, and uh, Wiston House is actually quite special because it, it's where our armed forces uh, use it's as a as an, a base of operations, as we understand, uh, before the D-Day uh, invasion in, in World War II. So it's a very sort of there's a Canadian connection with the place. But, um, but honestly, you know, being fans of, I'm a big fan of like anything Regency era or, or Victorian era TV show, uh, you know, and movies, romantic movies, that sort of thing. And so Downton Abbey was always right up my alley. And so (laughs) we, every time we go over to this incredible estate, if you just want to come to see the scenery, you will be very happy. It is, it is absolutely beautiful. In fact, I'm all right that you guys get to stay in the house. Yeah, yeah. We've we stayed do. every time. It's really great. Yeah, you see, so if you're on the radio crew, you get to sleep in a tent. But I'm, <laughs> I'm say, sorry. It's still a lot of fun. So <laughs> I think you, you, you're at the more luxurious end, but it is very well organized. And there's there's obviously all the things you need, showers, lose, loads of catering. It's loads of fun, no matter what age you are. So, And I actually have got to confess, I made a mistake because when my kids were quite young, I went, oh, this is single big church day out should we go or should we not go? And I went, oh, there's probably not going to be enough stuff the kids will enjoy. And, and I thought, oh, it's, it costs this much. Yeah. I wish I'd start going sooner because I've got to oh, say, yeah. Yeah. it's absolutely awesome fun. Uh, fun for all the family and um, and loads of stuff to do. So, and loads of different sounds as well, because you mentioned that you're a bit different from the normal stuff. This year, the Brilliance are going to be going. Do you know the Brilliance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. heard the name, yeah. heard the name for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're going to be going. And they, they, they're they also a different sound. They've got a full orchestra. Oh, cool. Wow. Them, I love that. 
That's great. So it should be exciting. Well, well, I say they got them coming. They're not. They're inviting people to join their orchestra. So um, what? So which is which is, to actually wow. make it live on stage. You get some yeah. music beforehand. So that's an unusual thing to do, but pretty cool. Um, okay. So moving on from Big Church Day Out, though, uh, we've got another track for us, uh, and this track's called Something Real. It'd be wonderful if you could tell us a little bit of a backstory to the track, what it's all about. Yeah, and I think this goes on the theme of what we've been talking about. Um, mainly that you know, James and I grew up playing a style of music that is very much about, um, and certainly bluegrass and old time country has always sung about good good times and difficult times. You know, uh, the sort of the the feast and the famine, if you will, like the 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 getting through difficulty and and trial, and then hopefully coming out with some hope on the other side. That's that's often been a theme in in old time country and bluegrass. So it continues to be a theme in the way that we write songs today. And it makes sense because James and I, having been on the road, I mean, we just told a couple of fun stories, but we've had lots of difficult times out on the road. You know, when you're away from family and you don't have, uh, you're a little bit farther away from that, that rock, as James calls it, you know, that, that rock, which is your, your consistent faith uh, and your, I shouldn't say your consistent faith, but your, um, your supporters in your faith, the people that you love, your friends and your family, the people at home, uh, you know, can get lonely when you're out there. I mean, our band members are phenomenal. They have become like family in many ways, but the bus gets small and you get a long way away from home sometimes. So this song um, we wrote with a great writer, um, Josh Dorr in Nashville. Um, and we got talking about that. We just sat there and we, you know, you go in with an idea about what you're going to write for a song. You have a bunch of hooks in mind. And we, we just sat there and this wasn't a hook that anybody brought It's one. We just came up with in the room because Josh started telling us about some of the, you know, stuff he'd been dealing with, with, you know, his significant other. And I, you know, I, I, James and I started talking about, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, uh, tough times coming through those and, and, and then also coming back together and being stronger. We just got talking about that and, and how it affects us as artists. And then just this whole idea of something real and always searching for something real, whether it be in your relationship or James and I on stage with our fans and, and friends and in the crowd, we're always looking for something real to help us get through the hurt so we can heal from it. And that's what this song is really all about. We got something real. Something true, the way it feels when I'm with you. It won't always be alright, but we're the ones that fight to make it work. We hurt and we We got something real. And that was Something Real by the Abrams. And I'm very pleased to say that James and John are still with us here for the artist interview. Guys, thanks for all that you've shared. And thanks for that beautiful song, Something Real. Uh, it'd be wonderful if at this point you were happy to pray uh, for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, Lord, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to spend some time with the listeners today. And, um, you know, coming out of two years, Lord, uh, as you know, I mean, it's been, we've had a lot of uh, difficulty. We've seen a lot of difficulty. Uh, we've seen a lot of pain and, um, and loss and um, you know, certainly COVID, but the, the situation in the Ukraine is, is no different uh, when we are constantly inundated with, with uh, stories of, of uh, people no longer having loved ones uh, to share their lives with and, and no longer having 
the people that support them most in life. And uh, so, Lord, uh, help us cling to the hope that we have um, coming up at um, you know these shows like Big Church Day Out or any of the touring we're doing and any of the, the different family gatherings, friends gatherings that are now possible uh, amongst the listeners out there that are, mm-hmm. are here. Um, Lord, help us to, to cling to the hope that we have in one another and cling to the hope that we have in being able to share our lives together. Um, something that we have taken for granted, um, it's easy to. I know, Lord, uh, James and I, um, we've always been so thankful for the opportunity to um, connect with people and play music on stage and get to meet people after the show. But I don't think we really knew. Um, and I think the same can be said about all the listeners out there today. We didn't really know how good we had it until we had it all taken away from us and not being able to be together. Um, so Lord help us optimistically look forward to this, this summer help Kel and, and, uh, keep away any fears that will, that will prevent us uh, from being able to resume relationships that we may feel like we've lost as a result of the last two years uh, and help us come back together uh, and support one another uh, in your name, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, If you're listening at home and you're in the UK and you're thinking, I'd love to find out more about this God that they're talking about, you don't currently go to church, just pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many churches that would love to welcome you and help you find out more of God's love. And if you're listening elsewhere in the world, just reach out to the station you're listening on uh, and ask them, can you recommend a good church, one that can help me in my Christian faith? Uh, I'm sure they'll be happy to make that recommendation. So, James and John, uh, thanks for all you've shared so far. Thanks for your stories you've got. It's, it's great getting to know you a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice to know, other than Big Church Day Out, which clearly is the big thing in the calendar for this year, what else are you going to be doing? You've got some new music coming, haven't you? Is that right? We, ha- we have a new, a new album that we recorded um, in, in the last uh, year. And uh, so that's coming out. And we have a, a, um, a lot of shows. I'm not sure if if we're able to talk about yeah, well, we, yet, can, we know we've got a u.s tour coming okay and, yeah yeah and so uh, that's really exciting it's um it's been a long time coming getting back out touring in the u.s again and uh that that'll be the start of the um of the touring for this new project and so that'll everything will yeah. sort of snowball off of that and spain we've never been to spain before we had yeah. a show lined up for 2020 that's been bumped twice now but we're finally getting to go there and um, we're very thankful. We've had a great year. We were able to sign a management deal with a, a, a phenomenal management company out of Nashville, um, partnered with uh, some agents of ours up in Canada uh, called GPS Management, um, a really great crew of people. Um, you know, talking about congregation, we're just growing that congregation around what we do and, and the team that believe in us, uh, you know, day by day. And we're very thankful for that. So um, that's been a really special uh, development for yeah. us uh, of late. But I think most importantly, and James is touching upon this, like um, getting out and touring. I mean, that, the fact that that's the first thing that James thought about talking about <laughs> is, is so true. I mean, that has been uh, so uh, obviously absent in our hearts for the last two years. And we, we go and record and we go and we... Um, <clears throat> We put songs out on the radio as a, you know, for us, it's a means to an end, not for every artist, you know, they they love that for us, it's a means to an end to be able to get out and tour and be in front of more and more people and, 
and get to personally connect with people. And, and that's what this music has always been about for us since the very beginning at nine and 11 years old, touring with our family. So that, getting to do that again this year is going to be huge. And it's turning out to be one of the busiest years we've ever had. I think probably because everything is starting up. Everything that's been uh, we were supposed to have has been bumped and we're building more on top of that. So it's, it's exciting. I can see the excitement in your faces. So, uh, so I got to say, I'm, I'm really pleased. Oh, and sorry, I would be remiss if I would be remiss if I didn't also mention, um, and this is for anybody who's in the Rochester Kent region uh, in England. We have, Another one of our favorite shows at Rochester Cathedral, the, the famed and legendary Rochester Cathedral. Uh, we have now a few times had uh, our own shows there where we're actually putting on a concert for anybody who will come. Tickets are actually on sale right now for our show at Rochester Cathedral on June 1st. And, you know, it's great because a lot of people from Big Church Day Out often end up coming over to Rochester and watching us again and, and you know, getting, you know, more time together and, and uh, so it, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous cathedral with an incredible history in a beautiful town. And if anybody is interested in coming to watch our show at Rochester, that's the, you know, it's Big Church Day Out and Rochester. Those are the two shows that we're doing in England. So June the 1st, so that's immediately before Big Church Day Out, isn't it? So yeah, just right before. Oh yeah. So it's the other way around. So Rochester folks will come over to primer. Big Church. It's a little primer. <laughs> Little taste, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the warm up, just the warm, warm up, up. Just warm up, yeah. Warm up for the for the weekend. So so, where else in the UK have you been when you've been over here before? Yeah, so we have we've really tried to tour around as much as we can. So London, uh, quite a few times. Manchester, right, James? Mm -hmm. uh, Leicester uh, at the Musician. There's a great club mm -hmm. there. The Borderline in in London. Borderline in London, a few yeah, times. which I I think sadly might have closed. I think so. Yeah, the yeah. Slaughtered Lamb was another place in London. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, a couple things in Manchester, although we also did big church day out when they had the North location. So we've, we really tried to make our way around and, and, uh, and sort of have really found that after a few tours, uh, the UK fans for are just amazing for country music and, and for and live music in general, for live music. In general. Yeah. You're right, James. Yeah. 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 Out of interest. So when, when I was thinking about it, you're, you're from Canada, but your bluegrass country music band sort of thing. Do you ever get sort of like a surprise reaction? Because I wouldn't have gone. There's a really big country music scene in Ontario. Now I may not know because I've never been to Ontario, but I always I always associate it with South America, um, not the country South America, the southern part of the states. Yeah, I should say. So um, well, I, so since the beginning of country music, there's been uh, many uh, Canadian country stars. Hank Snow was the first one, um, and I mean he goes back to. Hmm basically the beginning of country music. Um, bluegrass is, you're right. It's more of a, in the, in the Appalachian mountains and, and in the Eastern part of the U S and um, so it, it, that is closer geographically to where we are in, in Ontario. And I would say it's very kind of similar from a cultural standpoint, like the, the um, I would say the sort of people that live in, in those areas, but John can kind of, but yeah, you're right. It, it is, it is um, a little different, but um, but as I said, there's there's all Can Canadians have been involved in country music since oh, yeah. the beginning. Well, and there's a huge. I mean, we have our own uh, country music organization here in Canada. The awards are in June. CMA Ontario. Uh, you know, if 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 this answers your question at all, Shania Twain is from Ontario. So it's like yeah, it's very special. And and honestly, um, it makes a lot of sense because, like we were saying. 
um, these themes in country music, the, the themes of, um, of appreciating uh, the sim- simple things in life, the things that really um, make life special that, uh, you know, you, you uh, keep close to your heart and uh, f- times of family, times of friends, good times, those, those sorts of themes um, regardless of whether you're rural or urban are, are very universal. Um, that's why, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver, uh, which is certainly a folk country song, a great folk country song. There has not been a place on the planet that we have played where the entire, basically the entire crowd didn't know the whole song, yeah. you know, that be able to sing along with it. And, and that, that goes for, uh, parts of Europe where the crowd doesn't really speak very much English, um, you know, goes for all of Israel that we played. Everybody knows that song. And I think that says something about, you know, the, um, the universality of uh, country music in a way that um, at first surprised us around the world. And now we're not surprised. Yeah. Now it's like, oh yeah, right. Of course they know this one. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I, that is fair. I suspect well, myself and most of the listeners just went, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we all know that song. And yeah. it's probably the, probably, the, probably the most the most thing we know about West Virginia is that that's where the country road will take us. So um, that's right. Um, yeah. So, OK, uh, you mentioned family in, in amongst uh, that, that response. And what's your favorite thing to do when you're not doing music? So obviously musical family. What's your favorite thing to do with your families? Well, we, we've always had um, dinners at, at our on the Abram side are, um, and, and on both sides, but, but, um, that comes to mind. Um, the, we, there's this kind of house, um, tucked into the woods in, in rural Ontario, um, almost, almost out of like a book or something like you, you drive down, uh, yeah. um, it, it makes sense. Yeah. A couple kilometer road, um, and then it, you come around a corner and there's this kind of like magical little house uh, in the woods that our grandfather and, built. And we would go there in yeah. the summer times and um, that our grandfather built. And and um, and so having dinners at that place with our with our family around that table, obviously, music is kind of a part of that because we always have a jam session afterwards in the in the living room. And that's really some of the first exposure of how we heard our family playing music was in that living room um, uh, watching our parents or our dad and our grandparents play music. But um, really just even without the music, just sitting and being together at that table and having food together, I would say is, yeah. 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 And what, you know, uh, my wife, James's fiance, they're getting married in uh, France here uh, next month. For, um, for the listeners at home, just to be clear, uh, his wife and James's fiance are separate people in the sentence. <laughs> it sounded like your wife, James's fiance. Yes. I was confused. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just to delineate that. Yeah. So my wife, Alex and uh, James's fiance, Kyla um, are a huge part of our life and, and um, there's no question about that. And, and so, you know, a big inspiration to our, our writing and, and, uh, and have always, we've been together with them respectively, you know, for a very long time each. And, and uh, they've always been so, so supportive of what we do, um, both creative on their own, um, you know, uh, certainly. So they absolutely have that, uh, that, that re- relatability to what we do. And, and um, so it's, it's really special. We, we do cherish 
because we go away for long periods of time and tour, we do cherish family time when we come home. And, and that is, um, that's excellent. And certainly uh, I am a bit of an outdoorsman myself. I know James is too, but I really like to, to, you know, go on camping trips and hikes and, you know, uh, and just, you know, anything woods related. Uh, you know, oh, and- I, I could, I could help you out with that at big church day out. I, I will have a tent. And if you like, we could swap so you could be outdoors. <laughs> oh yeah. Good. Right. Yeah. yeah no, you I, I, yeah. Go, go in the house. I'll and I'll, I'll yeah. take the tent and wow, you got me there. Yeah. Thanks, Gordon. You got me there. All right. Out, okay, outdoorsman. Okay, outdoorsman. We'll put that yeah. in the test. Let's really see. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, cool. um, and what do what does your wife and your fiance do? Yeah. So uh, my wife is um, she works at our uh, university here in admissions at the um, uh, MBA program, the Masters of Business Associ- uh, program and uh, administration program. Excuse me. And um, uh, and she's also a singer songwriter. So uh, that's, those are sort of the, the two worlds she operates in. And, and uh, Kyla, Kyla has her own business, but also works at a law firm um, as a, uh, as an assistant to a, a lawyer at the law firm. So, yeah, which is yeah. great. So they're, they're uh, you know, like us, we're the consummate millennials. You know, we have, we have eight different jobs and, and, and we're kind of bouncing around from one thing to the next and constantly multitasking. But um but that's you know what uh, that's been really special that they they've been a part of this journey for us as as we've kind of uh, moved onward with our our music career and been so supportive. So cool. And and James, when are you getting married then? I am getting married in less than a month um, over in uh, in France actually. Oh, so. Um, Unfortunately, it can't be in England, but well, no. But, but if you're getting married in France, could you your honeymoon could actually be at Whiston House? That's it right. could be, it could be. Although we're going to Greece, uh, but yeah, but yeah. Oh, that, okay. You know what? You you could have saved me a pile of money right there. You could have saved I think me a pile so. of money. <laughs> James, look at his look at James's eyes. He's like, gee, why didn't I think about that? Uh, huh? Yeah, I know. What a great honeymoon that would have been. So, um. both uh, Kyla and Alex have uh, have been to Big Church Day Out, and they can attest. They came back saying the same thing. Uh, they were like, yeah. "Wow, okay, that we've never I- experienced a festival like that before. Yeah. That was like next level." I mean, mm-hmm. both of them came back saying that. You, you know, when, so. Wow. You know, that's not it's just from us. It. From us as performers, it certainly we're on stage. We get yeah. the energy, but they uh, they were there as uh, supporters and spectators, yeah. and they said, "No, this it's is- it's worth it to go." And there's there's some as you were saying earlier when you kind of were on the fence about whether there'd be stuff for everyone. There's stuff for everyone. Stuff for everyone. We're a testament of that. Um, you know, we've we kind of bring a different flair, and uh, as this couple of the other bands that you mentioned that are going to be there that do things a little differently, there's stuff for everybody at this mm-hmm. festival. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, my problem is going to be because there's stuff for everybody in different places, and I want to go to everything. Yeah, I have. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be crazy trying to work it all out. Well, but come for the weekend. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there every day. So, uh, if you two, here's a question, right? So you got to answer it for each other. If you were Bible characters, which Bible character would you be? But you've got to answer it for your brother. Mm. Oh, I oh. Well, there's a pretty obvious answer for to me. I think, I think, I mean, to some degree, and we we kind of ha- use this this um, branding early on, and not by us. Our dad thought of it and had it on T-shirts, but um, 
and John, you can speak to it. I, I guess it's kind of hard for us both to answer each That's other. But, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> well, John and James, the disciples. John and James, yeah. Yeah, and, right. but the, the sons of Zebedee, bows yeah. of fire, the, um, yeah. the phrase, what's the phrase again? Yeah, exactly. Well, iron sharpens iron, as iron sharpens iron. And, and but like we, we uh, oh, sons right. of thunder. Yeah. Sons right? of thunder. Yeah, yeah. so it's Zebedee. Sons of thunder. thunder. So our dad used to be uh, like, you know, he, he would tour with us and, and he really ran the show. Like, I mean, he was like when we were little and we weren't able to do things ourselves. He was really, he and our mom for sure, but dad on stage with us really kind of run the show and so we often said but you know if we're right. the sons of Sorry. thunder then dad is thunder like he's yeah. like you know get out there boys yeah. come on let's play music but, but the sons of thunder bows of fire was but the exactly. phrase that yeah. was our t-shirt we yeah, had yeah. sons of thunder bows of fire because we both played fiddle and that's how we got started uh, but uh no i think i think but there is something about um john and james uh as characters though yeah um, I do. you know their their devotion to follow um and and i think also the fact that you know they're they were you know working guys like they were working people that kind of you know put in their hours every day and then kind of well and then they'd you know, tour around they'd tour you know, around and, and, and they'd tour around and they'd you know that like those those disciples and i think particularly john and james that makes sense for us but you know they were they were essentially the equivalent of the touring musician right like they went from town to town and they spread the word uh, uh with christ and 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 spread the good news and created congregations and and connected with people and yeah. and but also it was tough days and they had to kind of like go without lots of times and i mean that's the, you know, james and, and run i on, run on faith and, and run yeah. on your faith when you know fuel is low and and uh and maybe the 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 certainly the money isn't great and you gotta sleep in a super eight hotel that's like in the middle of nowhere it hasn't been updated in 40 whatever you know what i mean like you that kind of grit grind get out on the road um thing is what we live and so i think that's probably the best yeah. answer is you know it, those disciples you know uh, really had to do that and and um, well thank you john for saying my answer was your the answer best, is great because well, it answer. would be my answer so <laughs> look at us being supportive <laughs> yeah I, that actually was a really interesting answer and a really good yeah. one so uh, i know uh, People often answer um, like David because of all the singing and all the rest of it, but mm. you guys came up with something totally different to what I might. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I think it's the blue collar appeal to me of of the of the disciples. Like just like yeah, get down to work, you know, and that's what we do. So brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Okay, so what is this beep? I have got zero. I can, can you hear it? You're in. <laughs> No, no, we not can't really. No. no, we can't. No. I can't hear it. At all. Okay, that's that's yeah. good. I, 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 this is suddenly this loud beep, and I'm like, what? Well, something okay. might be out of battery or something. Is it your smoke detector? You got to check those regularly, detector, right? Or... No, no, no. It's 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 this side of yeah, my desk. Very, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. As long as I, they can. Luckily, it was just the right moment. Yeah. So I'll just change the make. Do you know what? While you're at it, though, change the battery in your smoke detector and your carbon monoxide detector. You might as well. <laughs> It's all. It's always a good tip. So yes, always a good uh, tip, right? You don't think about it. I, I've got. I've got a little app for mine that bings me when they're time to change. Oh, so. look at that! Okay. Uh, I'm still running on the old plastic model where you got to stick the double or the you know tr nine volt battery up in the in the thing with the yeah. broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> with, that's it. The, the, the broom <laughs> thing. So it's funny you mentioned the broom because my my parents have got one in their kitchen which often goes off and then when it goes off my my mother-in-law she runs and gets uh, ear protectors and then runs with a broom and then uses the broom to press the silence button so that's um yeah, yeah that, that is what you need to do when you when your smoke alarm goes off so that's that's how i roll i don't know if it's safe but it's how i roll <laughs> 
we've, we've definitely digressed from the standard topic, but if you're at home, please make sure you do place, replace the batteries in your smoking carbon dioxide <laughs> detectors just in case this might yeah, be the font you need. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview. So if people want to find out more about you, uh, where should they go to, to see what's going on? So we are on all the social media apps that ever, ever have existed. Um, uh, no, but we're, our handle is at the Abrams music and you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we recently joined TikTok. If anybody watches TikTok, there's seems to be a lot of people on that app. Um, and so that's at the Abrams music as well. Uh, we have Facebook uh, and Twitter. Those are the main ones we're on. And on all of them, it's at the Abrams Music. Yeah. And also YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we, James right. and I have been doing, uh, uh, we've been doing a podcast. We have two seasons in now. We're, yeah. we, we're you know, planning our third season. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to do it, but we, we're going to get to a third season. Yeah. But we have like a long form. Each uh, episode is an hour. You can just hear us rambling. If you really just want to hear us talk about stuff forever. We go, we quote ram- unquote, off road. We really yeah. go. Yeah, it's called off road with the Abrams. And we really go on tangents and go off-road and completely like in wild directions um and then of course our website is theabramsmusic.com and, and that's a good central hub for for finding out more information so brilliant and for anyone who wants to spell that in a, in a search engine it's a-b-r-a-m-s Perfect. abrams so yeah. fantastic um we've got one more song to play from you guys uh, and the song's called sounds good to me can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, well, I mean, just we've talked about uh, the uh, you know, loving and appreciating the simple things in life. And that that's this whole song is all about that. It's about all those little things that just like warm your heart. And uh, and so you know, that's really what we wanted to get this get in with this song is just uh, and I think now more than ever appreciating that um, the world feels very complex. You feel you feel inundated day after day. With difficult news, uh, sometimes you really just need to step away from it and take moments with the simple things and the little simple pleasure and pleasures in life to, to remind yourself that, um, you know, you can get through this stuff. Uh, and, and yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, James and John from the Abrams, thanks so much for joining us for the artist interview. This is your track. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Like a screen door swing about a half past five and we ain't got no plans tonight. The way you wear my hoodie, girl, it fits just right. Laid back on the couch, side by side. We say I love you and I love you more. Before we fall asleep, sounds good to me. Yeah, that sounds good to me. And that was Sounds Good To Me by the Abrams. And thanks so very much to James and John for joining us today for the artist interview on Hope FM. And there are many other artists and interviews that you can enjoy with loads of great stories and great music too. And you can look those up on your favorite podcast platform. Just search up The Artist Interview. Thanks so much for joining me, Gordon T. I look forward to joining you again next time. God bless. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.